0: Warning, the program you are about to listen to contains adult themes, adult content, psychological nudity, harsh language, violence, gore, danger, danger, danger. If you are easily offended, please find another podcast to listen to. This one isn't for you. Otherwise. Now... To the Demented Darkness Podcast. Ah, yes. Welcome back, my Demented Darklings. You've found your way into the darkness again. For the duration of this show, please. Sit down and keep your tray tables in the upright position. Buckle your safety harness and hold on because today we are reading a story called The Rise of Santa Claus by my good friend, Vlad the Inhaler. Those of you that listen to my other podcast, Dark Side of the Nerd, will know him from the He-Man episode as he co-hosted with me. So without any further ado, I give you Rise of the Santa Claus. My name is Elijah Albrecht. I'm the last member of the human race, still living and it's been eight years since that dreadful day, the day that changed the world forever. I would love to say humanity bounced back. I would love to say we figured our shit out. Sadly, that's not how this story ends. It simply isn't. As kids, we were all led to believe in characters like Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, Krampus, and the Pumpkin King. As we grew older, we soon came to realize none of which are real they creatures, like the bookie man folklore, to persuade younger children to behave. What if that is where we went wrong? What if that is the reason all of this happened? Maybe we are suffering a second reality crossing into our own. I don't know what's going on, just as well as the rest of you. The Mayan emperor. Empire foreseen the end of the world being December of 2012. Who would have known they were only three years off? One day of the year has been deeply engraved into all of our memories. One day, none of us will forget. September 22nd, 2015. The day the first siege on our world occurred. In Salt Lake City, Utah, The world suffered its first strike from beyond at some point point over the night a gigantic orb of light appeared turning night to day the orb periodically had flashes of gold crimson emerald and various other colors affiliated with christmas the orb remained there for five days the world was unsure what it was and why it was there. However, light continued as normal because it wasn't doing anything. That was not until 12 a.m. starting the 21st, four days after the orb appeared. Everything is well documented from news reports and video recordings of the events succeeding the start of the 21st. I've taken a journal of what happens, so I will just copy that to explain. Journal entry, September 21st, 2015. Exactly 120 hours later, at 12 a.m. September 21st, is when the first journal starts. It's been a few days since the orb has appeared. It hasn't changed or done anything significant. However, the different colored flares are happening about three times as often as before. It's been about an hour and a half since the last time I wrote. There is a slightly audible hum coming from the orb. It's been three hours since the hum and has gotten louder every half hour since it started. Now it's loud enough to where it's a distraction while doing mundane and boring tasks like paperwork. Nothing really happened over the last hour or two. The humming is still getting louder every half an hour. It's to the point where the only way not to hear it is by blaring music and headphones. It's been five hours and nothing has happened. Everyone is starting to get really worried about this thing. First, it appears. Then it stops doing anything new. Starts actively changing. Now it stops all activity. The flashes decreased in number. Now there's less than when it appeared. Even the humming is gone. In fact, it feels like everything is silent. No birds chirping. You can barely hear traffic unless you're right next to the street. And there's something fucking with the internet. I looked up the weather for today, and my app said... It should be in the upper 60s with a clear sky all day. But instead, instead, since I got up for work at 3 in the morning, it's been in the low 30s at best, rainy, and there's a thick fog that seems to be emanating from the orb. What the fuck is this thing? Why is it here? I'm going to post my notes to Reddit to see if anyone else around the world has had similar things happen. It's been two hours. The humming still hasn't come back, and the colorful flashes have completely stopped. This thing is seriously starting to worry people. Nothing really happened except for the fog has adopted a crimson-red hue to it. People are speculating that this thing is some sort of sick mental warfare tactic the government is testing. If that is the case, this is seriously fucked up. Why the fuck would you test something like that on your own citizens? Fuck this shit. It's 8 o'clock in the evening now, and the shit's starting to get real. What the fuck is this thing? All my Reddit posts came up with people having weirdly cold weather, but nothing like this. I no longer believe this is the government's doing. I I don't even think this is man-made anymore. No, it can't be. It's too strange. It bends natural control of the world. We finally heard the long-awaited word from the Salt Lake City Police Department. However, it isn't good news. They declared a state of emergency. Martial law. Anyone found outside of their homes will be taken into custody. So far, nobody has risked finding out why. This is all so strange. That is the last I got a chance to write. I have one more Reddit update that I can read from that has the details of the last few hours before the invasion. I don't know if this is happening anywhere else, but I finally have an internet connection again. So I will give one last update here. I'm not sure where to start. Salt Lake City has fallen, though there are survivors. We are few in number. The bulk of our population was massacred. This is a warning. If a random large pure white orb of light with colorful flashes appears around your city, run away. Get out of there before it's too late. Run while you still have a chance to save your wife and kids. Run while you still have a chance to survive. While you still have a chance to live a peaceful life because I know these people know the monsters will return. I mentioned that most of our people were killed. I guess that's not fully the case. About two-thirds of us were killed. The last third were the killers. Okay, I'll explain. The last few hours of the night, at nine o'clock, the fog was thicker than ever before the weather dropped to negative two degrees Fahrenheit. And in a matter of seconds, there was a massive blizzard. You could barely see two feet in front of you. The crimson fog kept getting thicker and thicker. Nothing happened until midnight. That what happened next is when the shit hit the motherfucking fan. The blizzard went away and we got our first good view of the orb since the snow started to fall. It had changed. Evolved into this thing. The color flashes are forming a coherent image. Red flashes now form almost a red carpet of sorts. The green and silver turn into a snowy forest. And finally, the gold made an arch so close to the surface of the orb, it looks as if you could touch it. Then it happened. The surface of the orb burst into an opening and the entrance to somewhere else. Out of the opening, which was a dozen or so street blocks long and high, came what I'm assuming is their leader. A tall man, standing around nine to ten feet tall, dressed in white and red clothes, was a, with a large red jacket on. He had a long had long snow-white hair and a beard of the same color. His beard went down his chest. His eyes were bloodshot like he hadn't slept in weeks. His hair was greasy and knotted. His skin was chalky white and cracking. I would compare him to a human man. However, he has a long pointed nose and ears comparable to those of Tolkien's elves. And the thing that set everyone's mind a wonder about him was his clothes. They were covered in what appeared to be dried blood. In fact, the only article of clothing not covered in dried blood was his boots. They were shiny and black as if he'd just grabbed them from the shelf at the store. His feet, like the rest of them, were massive. His shoe size had to be at least a 19 or a 20. In a loud, booming voice, he said, People of Earth, 7,328. Your options are to join my legions or die. Directly after an army of twenty thousand strong exited the orb. The creatures making up this army looked almost ghost like. They were transparent with an icy blue tint. After a few minutes. I'm assuming he was waiting for anyone who was going to join him to step forward. I'm assuming us being frozen with fear was a refusal to join. Well, at least to him. After those few minutes passed, all hell broke loose. Those with him, I'm going to call them wraiths, started towards us. They were moving at a speed at the speed of an Olympic sprinter. I would say they were running at us, however, they didn't have any legs. There was a humanoid top half, but instead of legs, they stood upon a pillar of fog, similar to the one that surrounded the city for the past few hours. The only difference in these, in these were bluish, not crimson. These things were insanely strong. There was a man just in front of me. His name was Michael. He was or is, I don't know, a co-worker of mine. He was six feet t- tall and really muscular. Look, my point is, he's hard to keep down. It would take at, le- at least two other people to keep him down. One of the wraiths grabbed him by the neck and pulled him to an open space like he was a small child it aligned their bodies and pushed its hand into his into his chest and disappeared he started running away but this was happening everywhere he didn't get the chance to run very far because shortly after that the thing disappearing into his body started mutating his arms grew insanely long His skin turned that pale, icy blue of the wraith. His hair looked like icicles growing off his head. He grew claws and fangs. He grew almost eight feet tall. I say grew, but it was more like stretched. His bones popped and adapted, pointed almost like reindeer horns. In fact, after his transformation, He looked eerily like a demented reindeer made of human parts. Other people's transformations were elven creatures, have basically pointy ears, sharp teeth. Their height ranged from five to eight feet tall. Their bones poked out into spikes on the backs. No two creatures looked exactly the same. In fact, the only consistent thing about them is that they were all the pale blue color. Michael, or at least that's the thing that used to be Michael, pranced over to Santa, standing loyally at his side like a noble steed. The city was in a state of havoc and chaos. People were dying and buildings were crumbling. Before I knew what was happening, one of the elven creatures lunged at me. I've never been in a fight before, but for some reason, on an instinctual level, I reacted to the natural struggle of self-preservation. Grabbing a lead pipe on the ground next to me, I presume it came from one of the buildings these things took down, or a car part from one of the countless cars that were shredded to pieces. Anyways, where it came from doesn't matter. All that matters is that I have it now. The creature was about three yards away and gained fast muscle memory from playing. The creature was about three yards away and I gained fast muscle memory from playing varsity football in high school. Kicked in. I cocked the pipe and delivered a heavy blow to the side of its head. After getting off the ground, it had a look of confusion. It appears they don't encounter a lot of resistance. However, that confusion quickly turned into untamable rage. He charged, he charged me now, full of rage from his injury, which is dripping a deep purple blood-like fluid. Come and get it, motherfucker, I mutter under my breath as I swing my pipe again. Adapting from the last time, the elf slid down to dodge the pipe. I kicked a large rock by my foot at him. He caught it and threw it at my head. Luckily, his aim wasn't very accurate, so he missed. However, he grabbed a rock in his other hand. With the rock balled up in his hand, he hit me above my right eye. I stumbled back. At first, I thought I was all right. Then I took a step back and got really really exhausted. I took a second step back and felt a wet line start to fall down my face. I grabbed it and looked at my hand to see I was losing a lot of blood. I started a third th- a third step, but everything started to get dark. I stumbled on my last step, hit the ground, and everything went black hello guys just wanted to take a minute to plug the other shows on the network if you're unfamiliar we are part of the anthology of horror podcast network led by my good friend springheeled jack and his show anthology of horror each episode he brings you either a scary story a true crime Some Demented History. All kinds of things. It's a real grab bag. If you're into creepy stuff, check him out. Really good show. He's done so much for this show and my other show, which is Dark Side of the Nerd. Uh, You should check that out, too. I just completed a new episode on that. It's about the dark side of the county fair. Also... Don't forget to check out Foxhound43 over on Rumble. He does a good job of combining video game streams with witty commentary. Uh, He's got a dark sense of humor, so you don't have to worry about pulling your punches in his chat. He's a good sport. He can take it. Also, uh, go check out AOHPmerch.com. That's A-O-H-P Merch. Uh, For all your anthology of horror podcast network, wearables, art, collectibles, all that kind of shit. Go check it out. It's pretty cool. Buy a t-shirt. Buy 10 t-shirts. I don't care. Just buy something. Anyhow, all that being said, uh, I hope you guys are enjoying what we're doing here. And we will get back to the rest of the rise of santa i woke up in bandages three years later i was greeted by a woman named skylar for convenience i'll just refer to her as sky she introduced herself as a nurse and she explained that shortly after the attack on salt lake city Many, many other cities got their own orbs. L.A., New York, Moscow, Mexico City, and many, many others. They all had similar attacks. The only difference was that instead of Santa, there were other leaders. Germany had Krampus. Mexico City had the Pumpkin King. After destroying the city and killing the people, instead of retreating to the reality where they came from, the elves and other monsters marched from city to city, killing and plundering the whole way. Humanity is damn near extinct at this point. I remember the look of pain on her face when Skye told me that. She was a really, really beautiful woman. She had shoulder-length crimson hair, brown eyes, and was dressed in a tight white long-sleeve shirt, black jeans, and an apron. It might be one of those it's the end of the world things, but it didn't take very long for us to have a relationship and then we fell in love. Skye was our lead physician. Shit, she was our only medically trained member. She worked alongside a few other men and women, but they never lasted very long. The only other MedBay member that is worth mentioning is Johnny. He was Sky's apprentice before the shit hit the fan. Everyone else was field medics. They don't last very long. In the days that followed, I was introduced to the rest of the crew. Simon, who was a stereotypical nerd, had light brown stringy hair ending in a bowl cut glasses, an overbite, and a freckly face. Simon was in charge of camera systems, comms, and just overall base security. Someone I started a close relationship with was named Ivan. Like, even if we weren't in the middle of an inter apocalypse, he still would have been the best my best friend. He was huge standing almost seven feet tall, weighing in at 365 pounds. You're probably picturing a fat lardass, but no, he was all muscle. We made him a suit of armor fashioned from old car parts and other large pieces of metal we found. He had bright blonde hair, but you barely saw it because he always had a militant buzz cut. Someone me and Ivan never really got along with was Klaus. He was, by all meanings of the word, a badass. He was a few inches shorter than Ivan and had a similar build. He was the right-hand man to our leader. He had long brown hair and you seldomly saw him without a cigar in his mouth. He never really talked about his life before the attack, but he came a few months after the initial siege. His job was basically planning and helping our leader with whatever he needed help with. He was less of a right-hand man and more of a close advisor or even a co-leader, if you will. We had one more member, his name was Eugene. Eugene was a literal genius. He built our weapons, specifically crafted to kick Elven ass. He ran our Research and Development Corps. He made the weapons because we brought brought him the severed hev- head of an elf to research it. He found that on a genetic level, the chemistry was really close. So, slowed water molecules, really close to slowed water molecules. So close, in fact, that when he put a flame to it, the head started to melt kind of like a wax construct would and finally there was matthew our ragtag crew leader matthew was a good man they were all good people it's a damn shame they all didn't join me now let's talk about what me and ivan brought to the table we were in charge of resource gathering and management we were the ones who left home base which we nicknamed the lion's den for shits and giggles. We also took care of security breaches when we were on site at the lion's den. Eugene and Simon worked together on the weapons, but Simon mostly just followed Eugene's prints. Eugene told us to get him base tools or weapons to modify into our badass elf killers. I got a pair of dual 14-inch blades, and Ivan got one of the biggest axes I've ever seen. My blades released a spray mist that engulfed into flames when it was released into the air. Ivan's axes released a controlled explosion on the back, so when he swung it, the force was multiplied. The tip has a coating on it that heats up when it makes contact with the elf's body. Matthew didn't want a weapon, since he never left the lion's den. Klaus, who joined us on supply runs, periodically had a kind of Germanic short sword that wasn't really modified. He just used it because he had it for years. Well, I've been saying what our team was in past tense formats, because one day, the monster that looked like Santa appeared in the lion's den. From a mini light orb me and Ivan grabbed our weapons and attacked him he effortlessly blocked our efforts effortlessly blocked our attempts and said he wasn't here for a fight I hadn't noticed it before but his voice sounded like someone who didn't know our language mimicking it he offered us to join his legions since no planet put up a fight after their own the only thing we had to do was kill someone as an offering. You see, me and Ivan have become battle so without a second thought I cut off Matthew's head. Klaus, being loyal to Matthew, charged me with his sword, but didn't get very far since Ivan, with one swift swing, crushed his skull. Eugene pulled out a pistol with an incendiary round. He kept on his belt and shot Simon several times in the chest. Skye wasn't so sure about it, and seeing me and Ivan switch teams, she didn't want to leave our side, so she pulled out a scalpel she had on her shirt and slit Johnny's throat. I'm very pleased to see your answer. Allow me to properly introduce myself, the creature said. My name is Nicholas D. Rogue. What are your names? I'm Elijah Albrick. The big guy is Ivan. Her name is Sky, and the nerdy one is Eugene. Welcome to my legion, he said as he pulled out a medallion shaped like a rabbit's head. Sp- he sp- split the ears off and the main part of the head in half golden chains sprouted from the tops of all four pieces he levitated the ears to Eugene and Ivan the left part of the head and the right to sky and the right side to me these amulets will give you comparable power to myself it belonged to an ally of mine that had fallen in battle when we took over our world Elijah you will be the new Easter bunny. I still look mostly human. Now I'm sitting in an orb waiting for my time to breach this earth. They're all just as scared of my orb as I was of theirs. And my sprites, instead of being icy blue, are multicolored like Easter eggs. Some are brown like rabbits. Instead of turning it people into elves, Mine turned them into rabbit monsters. Well, I have to go. I hope you've enjoyed my little account. I've got a world to take over. Until I see you around. Happy Easter.